0: The Crafts Foods Company presents the Great Gildersleeve. (laughs) The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by Crafts Food Company, makers of parquet margarine. Millions of women all over America serve parquet because it tastes so good. Why, parquet tastes like it should cost twice as much. Let's see what's doing in the Great Gildersleeve's house this morning. Oh deck the halls with boughs of holly la 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 Well the great man seems as jolly as Santa himself, and his niece and nephew move the furniture around the parlor to make room for the Christmas tree. Leroy, give me a hand with this coat. I'll lift and you shove. Okay, Unk. I'll hold down the rug, Unky. All right, Marjorie, Leroy, on the count of three, push. One, two, Ooh, Leroy, I thought you were going to push. You never got to three. Oh, my goodness. That's far enough away, Unky. It's more room than we had last year. We'll need more room. It's baby's first Christmas, and we're going to have to have a bigger tree than we ever had. That will be wonderful. You bet. Her real parents may not be around to provide these things, but by George, it's going to be a Christmas she'll remember. At nine months, I don't remember anything until I was six years old. I could answer that, Leroy, but I feel too good this morning. (laughs) Well, I'd better get going after that tree. Hey, Unk, can I go along? Sure, Leroy. We'll need lots of hands to get this tree home. Oh, boy! Well, if you get a larger tree, we'll need an extra string of lights. Lights? uh, Oh, yes. I'll pick them up at Peavy's when I go downtown. Unc, can I invite Francine and the gang over when we light the tree? We'll have a party. Yes. Yeah, and can I ask Piggy and Craig? Now, children, this Christmas Eve is going to be different. It's going to be just for our little family and Miss Fairchild. Miss Fairchild? Why, of course, Leroy. We're engaged, you know. She's almost a member of the family. I think a little family party is a good idea. And, Unky, when you get the tree, don't forget to buy some mistletoe. Mistletoe? Well, if you think it'll make a nice decoration around the house, I'll get some. Of course, it doesn't make any difference to me. Ha! Leroy, get your overshoes on and let's go after that tree. Okay. We'll see you later, Marjorie. Better say goodbye to the baby before I go. But Bertie's giving her a bath upstairs. Yes, I know. Deck the halls with boughs of mistletoe. Door opens. Hold still now, new baby. Let Bertie wash your back. Well, you seem to have your hands full, Bertie. I sure have, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello, baby, kitschy kitschy goo. Are you enjoying your bath this morning? Well, now, you're getting to be quite a splasher, aren't you? Oosh, right in my eye. I'd better get out of here before I get the bath. Bye-bye, baby. I'm on my way to get your first Christmas tree. I saw some fine trees down at the corner market, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, well, thanks, Bertie, but Judge Hooker asked me to buy a Christmas tree from a friend of his. A young man, he's helping to get started here in town. Ah, well, that's nice of the judge. How many people are you going to have over this Christmas Eve, Mr. Gildersleeve? I'd like to know how many to fix for. This year, Bertie, there will be just the family and Miss Fairchild. You mean none of your downtown friends are dropping in? I'll ask them in sometime during the holidays. I'm not inviting any extra people for Christmas Eve. I didn't think they needed much of an invitation. Christmas Eve is going to be different this year, Bertie. Just our little family. Even Santa Claus won't get in unless he has a pass. He hehe. Gian, look at all the trees! Yeah, the lots full of them. What color are you gonna get this year? White, blue, purple, pink? We're going to get green, Leroy. It's baby's first Christmas. We don't wanna scare her. Now where is the judge's friend? Maybe that's him waiting on that lady. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, how about this tree, Unc? It's a whopper! What about it? Uh, a tree doesn't have to be that tall, Leroy. They charge by the foot, you know. But, Unk! All right, let's see the price tag. Seven dollars! They must be charging by the needle! Too high, huh, Unk? Well, after Christmas, we want to feel we can afford to throw it away, Leroy. Come on, my boy, let's get out of the tall timber. Gosh, I want a big tree. Well, leave it to me, Leroy. Now, here's one that looks about right for our little parlor. Not as tall, but it's nice and chubby. Well filled out at the top. How about it, Leroy? Yeah, not bad. Sure, this is the one for us, and the price is only... Stand back and look at it. Maybe it isn't quite the tree for us. What did the tag say? Ten dollars. It's a prettier tree, though. Did you find the one that you liked? Oh, you are Bob Clark. Clark. Yes, I am. I'm Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, City Water Commissioner. Yes, I know. You do? It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. This is my nephew, Leroy. Hello, Leroy. Hi. Judge Hooker asked us to come down here and have a look at your trees. Well, that's a fine tree that you're looking at. It's a silver tip. At ten dollars, it must be silver plated. Like everything else, I guess tree prices are a little high, I guess. Let's take it, Unc. What do you say? Well... I think it's the pick of the lot, Mr. Gildersleeve. The judge said you should have a tree like this. No, well, the judge did, did he? I think the judge is right, Unc. Oh, for the love of... God, can't the judge let me pick out my own Christmas tree? What an old busybody. Well, uh, you see. I'll take it. Here's your $10. Oh, no. It's been taken care of, Mr. Gildersleeve. It has? Judge Hooker asked for the bill. He said to say Merry Christmas to you and your family. Well, what a fine old fellow the judge is. I certainly think so. It isn't everyone who will do so much for a fellow as the judge has done for me. Huh? He's even found me a good job in the market starting the first of the year. Well, that's the judge, all right. None better. I can carry the tree over to the car for you, Mr. Gildersleeve, and help you tie it on. Well, thank you, Bob. Well, he's a nice fellow, isn't he, Leroy? Yeah. A Nice thing the judge did, too. But he shouldn't have bought our tree. He's always so helpful around the holidays when he gets lonesome. Leroy, I told you and Marjorie we weren't going to invite anybody over for Christmas Eve. But what do you say that we make an exception and invite the judge? Sure, he always brings such swell presents. Leroy, that's not the spirit. I wonder what he'll bring me. Hurry up, Floyd. I could have shaved myself faster than this. What's the rush, Commish? Rome wasn't burned in a day. I have things to do, Floyd. I want to get some lights for my Christmas tree before they're all gone. Let me catch that stray whisker on your chin. There! You must have a pretty nice tree, Commish. You bet. I can't wait to see the baby's eyes light up when she sees it. It's her first Christmas, you know. Sort of like the kid, don't you, Comish? Well, she'll do. How long's it been since you found her in the back of your car? Well, it's been about three months now, I guess. She's about nine months old, Floyd. Well, that's a great age. Funny you never heard anything from her parents. Well, it'd be all right with me if we don't. She's just a member of our little family now. Yeah... Kids kind of get you all right. Okay, Commish, that's all we can do for that face without plastic surgery. No, oh, yes, yes. Ah, you're having an open house this year, Commish. Uh, no, Floyd, I decided to have Christmas Eve uh, just be for the family. You understand? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Kind of hope we'd get together and sing carols. But you haven't been having any outsiders in, I understand. Well, uh, I might as well tell you, Floyd, the judge is coming over. Oh, the judge, huh? You see, I had to invite him. He just gave us the tree. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Here, Mr. Gildersleeve, you're through. But Floyd, the judge just paid $10 for that tree. I couldn't ignore that. Of course, I'm just a hard-working barber. We always got together in the past, but if you're throwing a party and just letting in the upper cross 10 bucks cover charge, I guess that leaves me out. Floyd, that isn't it at all. It's okay, it's okay. Floyd, don't look so sad. Well, you know how it is with the judge. He never has any place to go on Christmas Eve. Well, the missus has a choir rehearsal at the church that night, and I don't have any place to go either, but that's okay. You don't find little Floyd Munson crashing in where he ain't wanted. Oh, my goodness, Floyd. How would you like to drop by my house on Christmas Eve? Well, if you really want me. Sure. Okay, commish, what time? No, guiltlessly. The trouble with you is you can't say no. Yes. Well, while I'm at it, I guess I should invite Peavy. Chief Gates, no. Peavy's mother-in-law is in town, and if he brought her, I'd. Uh, no, sir. Peavy's out. I just won't say anything to Peavy and the chief. Nothing at all. I'll invite them over at New Year's to listen to the Rose Bowl game. Well, hello, Peavy. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. What can I do for you this morning? Peavy? I need a string of Christmas tree lights. Oh? You must be going to have a Christmas tree. Ah, yes, Peavy. Leroy and I have to go find one this morning. Have you bought yours yet? Well, we're not having a tree this year. We're having Mrs. Peavy's mother instead. What? We always have to forego a tree when Mother Higgins comes for the holidays. They make her sneeze. Well, that's too bad, Peeby. Let's see your lights. Well, very well. They're over at this counter, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes, I always like to be around a tree for a little while, come Christmas Eve. You're going to have one, you say? You're going to have one, you say? Well, yes, Peeby. Say, you have quite a collection of lights there. Which type do you recommend? Well... How about these round ones? They're rather nice. If you like round ones. If you like round ones. How about these pointed ones? Well, they're nice. They have their points. Oh, brother. Oh, Peavy, here's some new bubble candles. Are they any good? They bubble. Peavy, you're quite the salesman. I can't resist you. I'll take a string of the ones that bubble. The baby will like those, but I'd like to test them first. Well, now you hold up the string and I'll plug them in there. Well, look, Peavy, they bubble. That's what I say. What's going on here? Well, hello, Judge. Hello, Judge. (laughs) Gentlemen, that's a pretty sight, Gildy. All those lights draped around you, you look like one big fat Christmas tree. (laughs) Horace, I don't know how you can be such an old goat and such a nice guy at the same time. That was wonderful of you to buy the tree for our little family. Happy to do it, Gildy. And by the way, I saw Leroy and he extended me your kind invitation. Judge, we'll discuss that later. What's the matter, Gildy? Is it such a big secret that you've invited me over for Christmas Eve? Isn't everybody coming? (laughs) Would you gentlemen like me to step in the back room? P.V. were just having a quiet little Christmas Eve, but the judge presented us with a tree, and we appreciate it, so we invited him over. Well, how much are those lights? How much? It's Christmas, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'd like to present you with these lights, compliments of P.V.'s pharmacy. Oh well, Peavy, how would you like to drop over for a little while on Christmas Eve? Are you sure I won't be one too many? Oh, no, in fact, I might as well invite Chief Gates, too. So by the way, Gildy, I wonder if I could bring someone. Judge, this is just a family party for my baby and kids. And Adeline, of course. And you and Floyd and Peavy and the Chief. Oh, well, bring him along. Who is it? If I may, I'd like to bring the young man you brought the tree from. Yo, you mean Bob, whatchamacallit? Bob Clark, splendid young man, veteran. Recently lost his wife. He has no friends in the community yet, and it'd be a nice gesture, Gildy, if you admitted him to your family circle on Christmas Eve. Well, Judge, I sort of like Bob. Bring him along. What the heck, it's Christmas. It's very nice of you, Gildy. The more, the merrier, they say. Well, Peavy, I suppose you'd like to bring your mother-in-law, too. No, I wouldn't say that. You know, it would be very interesting to know how many of the people who use parquet margarine are listening tonight. Millions of them, I guess. Just millions. There are certainly millions of parquet users, Bertie, and I was just wondering how many of them are listening now. I wouldn't worry about that now, Mr. Walls. You can't listen to a flavor. you got to taste it. The way I look at it, as you take some parquet and spread it on a hot muffin or slice of bread and taste it. mm -hmm. From then, that's the spread you're going to want on everything. Rolls, pancakes, waffles, just everything. Well, it's delicious, all right, but that's natural. After all, Parquet is prepared like real luxury food from selected products of American farms. It's as nutritious as it is good to taste. The best of ingredients, plus 15,000 units of essential vitamin A go into every pound of Parquet you'll buy. Now friends, in case you haven't tasted Parquet, why not decide, try it tomorrow. I'm sure you're gonna like Parquet's light, delicate flavor you will because it tastes better than it looks it tastes like it should cost twice as much so ask for a p-a-r-k-a-y parquet the margarine made by craft that tastes like it should cost twice as much now let's get back to the great gildersleeve he planned to confine this Christmas Eve just to the family circle, but as usual, he's widened the circle to include all his friends. It's after dinner now, and the Great Gildersleeve sits before the tree with baby Rosemary on his lap, enjoying a quiet hour before the guests arrive. Oh, by George, there's no time like Christmas. It's certainly nice to have you with us, baby. <laughs> there are some for Leroy, some for Audrey and Bertie. But do you know what my Christmas present is this year? Yes, that's right, you. <laughs> well, sir, baby, you're the biggest thing that's happened to me. What's going on here, private party? Well, no, Marjorie, we're waiting for you and Leroy. Where is he? Hi, Hi Unk, what's up? Time for our little family get-together, Leroy, before the guests arrive. Unky, who's this Bob Clark the judge is bringing over? A young fellow the judge is helping to get started. He's too old for you, Marjorie. Well, well, hand me my book, dear. It's time to read, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas to You and the Children." Are you going to read that again, Unc? Of course, naturally, Leroy. I do it every year, remember? Yeah. My goodness, it's a tradition in this household, and we're going to observe it. Anyone who doesn't want to hear it can just leave. Okay, I'll just go upstairs. You will not. You'll stay here and listen, and you'll enjoy it. Do you understand? Sure. Here's the book. Thank you. You see, baby, this is a picture of Santa Claus. Well, you sort of like chubby fellas, don't you? Well there, are we all settled? Yes, I am. Leroy? Sure. If you get stuck, let me know. All right, my boy. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were all hung by the chimney with care. Hey, I wonder if Bertie would lend me a pair. Leroy, please. Well then, where were we? Oh yes, the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in the hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Oh, well, thank you, young children. By George, that's a great poem. I love it. Yeah, not bad, Unc. Look, the little baby's asleep. Better take her up to bed, Marjorie. We'll bring her down when we light the tree. Okay, Unky. Come to Marjorie, baby. Oh, here they come. Well, don't open that door until I get her upstairs. All right, Leroy, put your coat on. The guests are coming. Okay, Unc. Coming, coming. Well, is this where St. Nicholas lives? <laughs> Come on, Judge, it's nice to see you. Look at all the packages and, and Bob, Well, I didn't see you back there. Well, Merry Christmas, my boy. Merry Christmas, Mr. Gildersleeve. It's awful nice of you to invite me. And you're sure I won't be one of too many. No, the more the merrier. Besides, you can help me, Bob. I can? You bet. We need a tall fellow to put the star on the top of the tree. Well, fine. Judge, you know where to hang your earmuffs. Take Babs' coat and Bob, come with me. Sure thing, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, say, uh, where do you want me to put this little present I bought for the baby? Present for the baby? Oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. (sighs) Oh, oh, business is getting good. Excuse me, Bob. By George, this is the way to spend Christmas Eve. Hey, Commissioner, let's light the train. Yes, Commissioner, I have to go down and relieve Dick Sargent so we can go home and play Santa Claus. Well, I'm sorry, Chief, but Adeline isn't here yet. By the way, Gildy, before everyone arrives, I'd like to have a word with you about Bob. About Bob? Yes, Gildy, the reason I'm so interested in this young man. Tell me later, Judge, this must be Adeline. Let's everyone get under the mistletoe and see which one she smacks first. Careful, Florida, you'll get that smack from me. Adeline, come in. Well, I'm sorry I'm late, Throckmorton, but I wanted to get all prettied up for the party. Well, just don't be sorry about a thing. It's Christmas Eve, all together now. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas! Well, thank you, gracious. What a reception. Why, certainly. You're a very pretty young lady. Come on, Adeline, I want you to see the tree. Here to stand over here by me, Miss Fairchild? Oh, thank you, Mr. Munson, but I see the mistletoe behind your ear. Oh, she's on to you, Floyd. I think I'll just sit over here by Mr. Peavy where I'll be safe. Well, I wouldn't say that. Now, Peavy. Oh, Throckmorton, I think the tree is beautiful. Yes, Silver Tip, it's pretty all right. And we have the old judge to thank for that. Okay, let's light the baby's tree now, huh? Do I get her for you, Uncle Mort? No, Marjorie. I'd like to bring her down myself. Well, I think Mr. Clark's up there with her now. He asked to see her, and she was awake anyway, so I thought it would be all right. Oh, sure. Well, gather around the tree, and I'll be right back. Here's another batch of popcorn, folks. Oh, boy! Come and get it! Leroy, save one for me. Oh, uh, yes, sir. There's no time like Christmas. Great little party. Gildy? What is it now, Judge? I wanted to talk to you about Bob. He's a fine young fellow, and after the first of the year, I promised to trade at his market. Are you satisfied? Gildy? Now we better get back to the party before the popcorn's all gone. Just listen to the fun they're having down there. Gildersleeve, you're a lucky man. Good friends, a fine family, Marjorie, little Leroy, and our little baby. Yes, sir, this is the best Christmas I've ever had. Bob must have bought her a music box. I'll peek in and see how they're getting along. Well, baby doll, I'm glad you like your music box. Well, well, look at them in there. I, I hope I can get you lots of presents as you grow older. That is, if Mr. Gildersleeve will give you back to me. Give her back? I think he will. He's a swell fellow, baby doll. And if I hadn't been sure of that, I never would have left you in his car. That sounds like a terrible thing to do, doesn't it? But after we lost your mother, I didn't know what to do. And all I could think of was get you into a good home, where you'd be loved and cared for, while I went away and tried to straighten out. Well, when you get a little older, I'll try and explain it to you. So that's what the judge was trying to tell me. I hope Mr. Gildersleeve will see it our way. It'll be pretty much up to him as to whether or not you come back to your daddy. But I can make a home for you now. And your grandmother is coming. You'll like her. My little baby. He can't take her away from me. Why did he have to come back here? Are you ready, Unc? We're waiting. Gildy, where are you going? I'm going for a walk. Gildy, wait for me. So after the most thorough investigation of Bob and the circumstances surrounding this case, bringing you together seemed the only thing to do. Well, the hard part, of course, was trying to tell you. I'm sorry, Gildy. You... you've been very considerate, Horace, of all of us. Now it's up to you to decide what you want to do about it. I know, Horace, I know. You could put up a fight for her. Let's go back to the house before we both catch pneumonia. I know what I'm going to do. Hey, Unk, where have you been? I needed some air, Leroy. Well, hurry, Unkie. Oh, well, fine. Mr. Gildersleeve? Huh? What is it, Bob? Would you like to hold the baby? Why, yes, Bob. I think I would. Thank you. One moment, everyone, please. Before we light the tree, there's something I'd like to say. All of us wanted to be sure that little baby had a wonderful first crisp. Turned out to be more wonderful than I had even anticipated. The baby's father has joined us on Christmas Eve. He's a fine young man, and I know he'll provide a good home for the baby. Here you are, Bob, your little daughter. Thank you, Mr. Gildersleeve, for everything. Thank you very much. Oh, Mr. Gildersleeve. Now, Bertie, it isn't though we won't be seeing her. She'll be right here in town. Well, what's everybody so quiet about? This is a very happy Christmas for all of us. A father and his daughter have just been reunited. Let's light the tree and sing our carol. Anything you say, Commissioner. Gildy, this is a big thing you've done tonight. Oh, Unky, I'm so proud of you. Now, my dear. Gosh, I'm going to miss that little kid. Leroy, stay close to me. Good night, ladies and gentlemen, Merry Christmas and God bless you.